Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Crick Blog podcast with one of your hosts, Shabel Kuri, here from Crick Blog, joined as always by Nash Sants, based up in Darwin. Nash, how are you, mate? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, long weekend up here in Darwin, so um, getting a lot done. Again, lost on the weekend by almost uh, by nine runs. Again, a close match, but yeah, been a been a long weekend. So good to have that break. And you're the captain of the team, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of pressure it, on the skipper. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good feeling to lose um, yep. so close, but yeah, it is what it is. Mm. And, and on this podcast, um, before we, we, we talk cricket, um, my thoughts and prayers with everyone in India at the moment that's affected by yep. a terrible situation. You're seeing um, 300,000 plus cases a day, people struggling, people can't get the medical facilities that they need. It's really, really upsetting. And I, I'm praying that, this, that India can recover from this um, as quickly as possible, because this is really, really disheartening to see. Um, and that sort of leads on to the topic of conversation that's been, that's been rife on, on social media. Throughout the IPL so far, the two weeks of the tournament, but especially the last maybe 24, 48 hours, or even the last four days when the cases have really, really gone yeah. through the roof in India, should the IPL continue to go ahead? Um, Nash, did you... Do you want to say anything on that? You know, I know this is a big debate. Look, yeah, and and as as someone sitting here as an Indian, yeah, my family's back home, and it's been it's been a tough time, but I'm still divided on that on that opinion. Where I, I see both sides of the argument, I see yep. both sides of the coin. Where people saying, um, you know, IPL should stop, and why are they playing? Are, they are selfish and all that stuff. It, it's a bit extreme as well. And I also see the argument where people say, we need this, we need some sort of ent- entertainment, we need some sort of enjoyment at the end of the day after, you know, being cooped up in the home for, for days and days now. So I see both arguments and I, I, I still haven't made up my mind because mm-hmm. that people may call it, you know, you know, sitting on the fence, but it's 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 a difficult one because I'm I'm here myself, you know, in 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 Australia, and my family's back home, my mom's back home, and it she honestly she was stuck here for the last ten months. She just went back a couple of months ago, so um, it's 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 a difficult time. I agree, but one argument I will make is that you know at the end of the day we have to remember that it's not it's it's not the player's fault that the IPL is going on. It's not nobody's fault that the IPL is going on. There is money involved. Yes, everything has money involved. As sad or unfortunate as it may sound, money talks. And money is where the world is going right now. And I know I'm, I'm being, being a downer here and you know throwing spanner in the works, but it's the unfortunate truth of, truth of the world that money talks. And that's why the NBA has ha- happened last year. NBA started back up. That's why the NFL is happening. That's why the footy started back up. That's why the NRL in Australia started. You know, everything is related to money. If, if these sports don't happen, then it, people lose money. People lose jobs. And I know as someone who was on the verge of losing a job because I work in cricket, yeah. I know that. I know how much importance was put on India coming to Australia and playing mm. that tour. It was it was almost more than three hundred million dollars worth 
that tour. So yeah. it is important to play cricket. It is important to play sports because people's livelihood are dependent on these yeah. matches be you know taking place. I think um, uh, you make a good point about sort of sport being an escape. So being yeah. a, a, a distraction from everything that's going on. And I've had a lot of people talk to me as well. Like I have one of the writers for, for Crick Blog tell me that IPL is helping her stay sane in a way. Yeah. Um, something yeah, to look forward to at the end of the day. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand the other side of the argument. What this stems down to, in my opinion, is the BCCI, the IPL's lack of communication. Um, I yeah. don't really see anything. And that's the perception. I think that the biggest outrage regarding the IPL that I've seen is it's tone deaf. It's sort of like it's yeah. separate from reality. They're not really sort of acknowledging what's happening outside of the bubble. Um, I think one way they can really, if you want the IPL to continue, which is going to be a challenge right now, given a lot of overseas players are looking to leave, you know, some of the Australian players have left and stuff, but it's using the, the funds generated from the IPL for, for a good cause as well and, and help out in, in a way. It might be yeah. it might be sponsoring the, the distribution of sanitizers or masks or setting up vaccine hubs or whatever it might be to help out in some way because you're right, cricket, sport, it, 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 it employs a lot of people. When someone says sport is not essential, I don't agree uh, yeah, particularly no. because, because it's actually a, a source of income and it's a source of employment for millions and millions yeah. of people. And, um, and it helps the economy. There's no question yeah, about that. Definitely it does. And it is, it is for me. It is a source of income for me because I work in cricket. Yeah. So I, I work full-time in cricket. So yep. I know it is a source of income for me. And it is a source of income for those 300. Yep. It was a source of income for those 300 employees from Cricket Australia who were laid off last time. And that's why that India series was so, so important. People who were saying, why are they coming here and staying you know, in, in hotels and doing this and doing that. But that's why, that's why it was so important that if, if they don't play, people lose job. As sad and unfortunate as it may sound, I see all these messages on Twitter saying, we need this, we need help, we need yes. support. And even, even the Australian players, I think Kane Richardson, Zampa and AJ Ty that have now come back. And yep. I've just read the news that other um, players are now looking for connecting flights. That's that has more to do with the Australian restrictions than the Indian scenario. Yes, it is because of the Indian situation, but that's also because of but, but what plays, is happening. The players in are in a very very tight bubble there, yeah, so exactly. it's more. It's actually more trying to get back home because exactly. there's going to be restrictions on you know in Australia, and there's going to be other countries yep. and all that restrict uh, travel from India. Yeah, and you might be stuck. Yeah, and, and to be ends. fair, yeah, I also read that there's arguments that um, some players feel safer in staying in the bubble right now than traveling to, you know, to their home country. Stuck because, in airports and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That that's actually more dangerous than you know staying there in the bubble. So it's it's it it, it has both. You know, you can make arguments all day long, but yeah. at the end of the day, as as fans of the sport, we just have to you know, enjoy the cricket that's happening. And mm. then on the other side, you know, show our support and show our um, encouragement to the, to the people who are working on the front line as well. That, yeah. it, it is. It's, a it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 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 Um, the challenges as well is, is the overseas plays not, not wanting to be stuck um, after the IPL concludes. So they're trying to get away and that sort of stuff. Um, 
but, but yeah, I think for me, it's it's that the communic the lack of communication from the, from the BCCI, the BCCI at the best of times, even in their cricket communications, way behind the pace, way yeah. way behind the pace. I remember when MS Dhoni announced his retirement from international cricket, they put out a very simple tweet about what twelve hours later. Um, yeah, you know, for someone who has had such an impact on Indian cricket, you expected a bit more than that. So Definitely. at the best of times, they're they're, they're well behind the pace, but. I can understand people saying no, it should not, um, it should not go ahead. It's, I think for me, especially if it's taking resources away from the people who need it the most, sort of like medical yeah. medical needs. Um, I don't know if there's any ambulances outside the ground. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the situation is regarding the medical facilities around the IPL. But I think India needs as all the resources they can they can get at the moment. But yeah, definitely. I think it's important that the IPL, the BCCI, acknowledge what's going on, use their influence to spread the message. Not only that, but also use the finances that they that they generate, which is huge, to assist in some way, shape, or form. I think yep. that will get a lot of people on board um, and really help lift the mood. Because from a cricketing perspective, you're right; it provides an escape provides a distraction from the the doom and gloom of, of the pandemic that you can look forward to something at the end of the day and to, to watch a bit yep. of cricket and get distracted by what's going on. So I agree and, with you. And, There's two sides yep. to the argument. And and I think what people forget, especially when I go on you know social media, especially Twitter, is it, it, it's not only this, but any argument what people forget is Twitter is only a certain percentage of society yeah, it's yeah, and it's the minority. Uh, you know, it's yes, we we go on there, we you know joke, we make memes, we make this, we make that, and yes. but at the end of the day, you have to remember in serious, honest conversations, it's only what it, it, at least in India are three four percent of the population. So the remaining ninety five ninety six percent of the population yeah. doesn't who are not on Twitter, their opinions. Are, do matter as well. Yes. So when you when you say oh people are saying you know uh, this on Twitter, it's only that people are saying on Twitter. Not it's not the you know the voice of the entire nation. It's, it's not. True. You know it, there's 1.4 billion people out there. It's hardly what I would say 50 million on Twitter or 100 million on Twitter, mm. if even that. So <laughs> there's still people in remote places who maybe watching IPL and you know it's as you said it's an escape for them at the end yes. of the day after you know after reading the news and what's going on so that's what yeah. it is that's what it is for me in my heart I was thinking that they're looking to host before the IPL started they were looking to host you know when they announced the IPL they want to have it in India I was praying that and, and hoping that this something like this wouldn't happen that yep. that players as well would be would get caught in this but also that you'd have a real difference of opinion whether this should go ahead or not. Um, where I think if the IPL was happening somewhere else as it happened last year, I don't think you'd get this sort of response. Um, but I think, again, what I mentioned before, what it comes down to is tone deafness and mm. not acknowledging what's happening outside of the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Ricky Ponting's come out and spoken about it. Ashwin has withdrawn from the IPL to spend time with family. So there's a lot more acknowledgement of it in the, in the last few days, but I don't think there was enough the start of the tournament, early parts of the tournament, um, which I think has, has been a big disappointment to a lot of people. Um, so for now, I think 
I think I heard a statement that it's going to go ahead uh, as planned. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, but I think we just have to, to to wait and watch and see what happens, um, and just and just hope for the best for everybody involved, not just the cricketers or the cricketers. Are, to me, that, that they're secondary. We just want we we want everyone to be safe, and hopefully the situation improves because it's really really bad what's happening. It pains me to see it. Uh, yeah, and and I think we also have to remember, as I said, I, I can't stress enough on the fact that what what you see at the front end is only five percent of what's what's happening. Yeah, in terms of in terms of the sport, in terms of cricket, what do you see at the front end? The players, the the matches. It's only five percent of the you know the whole IPL. What takes behind the place? You know, the people it employees, the people you know. Um, exactly. off the field, the exactly. staff, everything that has the resources that have gone into making this IPL happen. And, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not arguing for, for or against. I'm, I'm putting my, what I think as, as someone also, who works in cricket. There's also freelance writers around the globe that write exactly, about IPL. Exactly. They, they'll, they'll, make, yeah. they'll make some some income from that. There, there's yeah. so much to it, you know, and I think yeah. there's the challenge, but I think it's got to come down to better communications and, and using the funds that you've, that you've generated from this thing to, to provide some sort of uh, imp- help to those in need, you know, yeah. use I, your influence. I think if, if communication skill, we, if oh. we judge on communication skill, then BCCI was never the perfect BCCI candidate would for that, be in so. C5 of the ICC yeah. World Division League for, for communications. <laughs> they've, they've, it, I as mean, I said, even in the best of times. It happens with anything. Yeah. Even in the best of times. That's something that's really annoyed me. They, they celebrated last year that, um, you know, they reached, what, 10 million Twitter followers. Yeah. 10 million Twitter followers for, for India. <laughs> come on, mate. That's, come on, that's, you yeah. know. There's, that's nothing. You know, that, that's not something to celebrate. To be honest, you need to be a lot more engaging with your supporters that's and you need to understand the situation. Yeah. Onto the cricket, um, CSK going very, very, very well. Um, now I said RCB would struggle and probably finish bottom this year. You said CSK will struggle and finish bottom this year. They're both right towards the top of the league with four wins in five games. And was Ravindra Jadeja's performance yesterday the best you've seen in an all round performance in a T20 game? I think it is. That is. I one can't of remember the most anything better. Complete. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that was one of the most complete performance in in an, in any international match, not just D twenty, but any international anything. match. The last, the last one. I can't even think about it. But I mentioned. I, I think the commentators mentioned Karen Pollard back in two thousand twelve against RCB, where he took you know four wickets. He scored a quick five sixty or seventy at the bottom and took a couple of catches as well. So I think. Apart yep. from that, I can't think of many performances like that. Yeah, that, that was uh, special. Um, the 37 off the over, that's sort of... That, that's bit, pretty good uh, for a bits and pieces <laughs> player. So. Oh, ever since that moment, Sanjay Mandraker <laughs> should be credited for the rise of Ravindra Jadeja over <laughs> the last two years. But from an RCB perspective, you know, I tweeted yesterday, you know, they've had a great start to the season and a performance like that yesterday, they don't want it to detract too much from from what they've done, they've been absolutely brilliant the first four games and they were right in the game until the back end of the CSK innings. Yeah. But one thing I mentioned was that the death bowling and how something like that can, the game can go away from you very quickly if you're not good at the death. And I feel sorry for Harshal Patel because 
He bowled, he had three great, uh, sorry, four great games to start the tournament, three great overs in the CSK game, and then and then an over like that. Um, I think RCB but, just need to but, make sure that they, they come, they bounce back quickly from that. But that's, that's the T. That's, that's the nature of T20. It? You're right. Yeah, of course, that's the of nature course. of T20. I mean, you can have three great games and, you know, even three great overs in a game like that, but one over and you give, give yeah. away 37 runs. Yeah. And yeah. It's, 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 it's the way Jadeja played last, last night. I think he has definitely sealed his place for the T20 International World Cup. And that, that was never in question, but I think the way he is performing in this, in this IP. He's he's batting. He's batting. We all know he's a a good bowler and he's accurate and stuff, but it's his batting back in the last season, this season. It's just Remarkable and CSK when you add Moe and Ali into that side, um, and they've completely transformed the way they play. Fafti PC in great form, Rotoraj Guy quite scoring runs again. They're looking good, they're looking good. P- potentially on, on, on flatter pitches, their bowling is, is a question mark, but but the way they're performing at the moment, there's plenty of reasons for their fans to get excited, man. And, and it's from the IPL and from a cricketing perspective, it's the unpredictability of the IPL. You know, you think a team might struggle, but they prove you wrong in the early stages and that's yeah yeah that's the beauty of it Um, and what do you make of the um night game with hyderabad and (sighs) delhi capitals kane williamson again heartbreak at the end in super over yeah sunrises i I, at the start of the season you know i thought that they look good in terms of the bowling attack they have and the experience they have but the, the issue was always that middle order and that's really been amplified even more this season. That middle order is really, really struggling. You see top heavy runs at the top, plenty of runs at the top, and then nothing in the middle. And they're soaking up deliveries as well. So they've, they've got to sort out that issue very quickly. I don't know if Definitely. Abdul Samad, I know I've spoken you know, in praise of him throughout this IPO and even before the tournament, but I don't know if he's injured at the moment and, and that's why he's out of the team. I know Warner said it was harsh to drop Manish Pandey. So that's an interesting thing that David Warner might not even be part of the selection process as the captain. Sunrise is Hyderabad, like KKR, they've got to sort out their issues very quickly. That's right. That's because, right. And I think I think yeah. dropping dropping Manish Pandey or Abdul Samad if he's not injured is not the answer. I no. think they have to they have to have a proper plan in place where, you know, now that Kane Williams is back, we know we have we have seen now that what he can do. So he he is and he has been and he will be definitely one of the best middle order bat- batters in any format. Of course, so and and if you combine you someone like around him, if you bat, yeah, exactly. If you combine someone like Abdul Samad with Williamson, you've got the the mm. class and the patience and the accumulation of Williamson with with someone like Samad who can play with total freedom. Be a little bit more flexible, Sunrises in your batting lineup. It's just too much same same. There's not enough definitely. flexibility in what they're doing. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, Natarajan out for the tournament with an knee injury. Yes, that's, that's I'm not sure. Blow. I'm not sure how yep. long Bhuvi's out for with a thigh injury. Is it? Have you seen? I think he's. I think he'll be back in a couple of weeks. If okay, yeah. yeah. So that's another injury blow for them. But they've still got enough quality there, especially in that middle order to, to be performing better. I thought. I think the bowling has been okay for them this year, but it's been the batting. It's been the batting. Yeah. It's been a serious issue, and they've, they've got well, to sort that out. Well, one thing I think now the entire, um, you know, all the cricket fans are acknowledging that how did 
Vijay Shankar get into that number four spot for the World Cup back in 2019? How is that possible? How did that happen? Mm. That was one of the greatest mysteries and it will still remain a mystery of how, how that happened. But because the, the guy is not even batting in the top six for SRH mm. in a, in a, in a, in a lineup where you have Kedar Jadav, Abhishek Sharma, you know, he doesn't fit. What are you batting batting at eight yesterday? I think, I think, uh, yeah, What's, that's correct. He honestly, batted at eight. Bold okay, but I think, um, yeah, if he's, if he's batting that low, you don't play him. Yeah. You don't play him. Um, yeah, so there's questions for Sunrisers to answer. Delhi Capitals, um, good win for thoughts them. On, thoughts on Steve Smith? I was saying today, Steve Smith, like I mentioned last week, it's the sort of the just the traditional cricket shots he's got to focus on. I think when he tries to slog, doesn't yeah. look good. I think he mentioned after the game as well, he tried to hit the ball too hard. It's just about yeah. staying in shape for him. He's got, he can actually score quickly. When he, when he plays as traditionally as possible. You know, we saw that back in of 2019 in T20s. The ODIs against India last year, he scored a couple of 60-odd ball hundreds. That's what he's got to focus on. Smanjan, I think he'll work on that. He'll, he'll recognize that. What about yourself? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm happy to see the top three for Delhi Capitals, you know, in form. Yeah. With Vishaw, Rishabh mm. Pan batting at number three as the captain and I think Shikhar Dhawan as well. So, that's that's one thing that that I'm happy to see as an Indian fan, where those three are clicking together, and then obviously you have players like Steve Smith, Stoinis, Hitmar, who honestly Hitmar hasn't been you know firing on all cylinders, but once he gets going, I think that that team will be really hard to stop. Yep, yep, and you know it, it's a close log jam in the middle of the table there. You got Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Delhi Capitals, and Chennai all on eight. They'll doing very, very well after five games. But then you've got Mumbai, who've been poor, in my opinion, this season mm. so far, so far. But the, the Chennai leg, they really struggled. So it'll be interesting to see if they can they can find their gear pretty quickly. They're capable of doing that. Punjab Kings in fifth. Rajasthan, I think, without Archer now. Andrew Ty's gone home. I know Ty wasn't picked, but he's someone who can offer value throughout the season, I think. Yep. Liam Livingston's, Liam Livingston's gone home. We know Ben Stokes got injured. He's gone home. It's going to be a tough ask for them. They need Samson to deliver with Butler Definitely. on a regular basis. Sunrisers, Hyderabad, and Kolkata Knight Riders. Easily, for me, the two most disappointing teams so far. Kolkata in particular. Um, what, what do you make of Knight Riders? Because I think... So here's Owen Morgan, the one of the best T20 white ball That's captains in the world right now. Yeah. Why can't he get his franchise side, you know, clicking? It starts with him. He, he, he can't quite click with the bat. He's, he's, you know, from an England perspective as well, England fans are looking, he's been struggling for form the last couple of months. Yep. So, you know, they've got a, a crucial, crucial game against Punjab Kings today, you know, at the time of recording, it's before the game. So, that's a must-win game for for Kolkata because if they if they don't win that, they'll they'll be four points behind the top four, and their net run rate is already not very good, minus six point oh point six seven five. So they need their bank. They've got enough. They've got so much quality in that side, and so much opportunity to be flexible with with your yeah. team. They've probably got to look and at I think- bringing Lockie Ferguson in as well. I think yeah, they've, got to, they've, got, they've got to look at bringing him in. I think the, the, the issue has been um, that, as you mentioned earlier, Morgan not clicking and, you know, as a batsman is, and even 
I've been expecting Pat more Cummins. from Shubman Gill as well. I've been expecting yeah, more yeah, from him. Yeah, definitely. He's been but Pat Cummins as a baller as well has been, you know, not, you know, not hasn't set the world on fire. So that he has to come to the party at some stage. And then you got, you know, players like Shakib who are not clicking as well. And then it's just that they have the, all the star-studded lineup, but they can't play together. KKR is one of the teams who against CSK, they were 31 for five, I think, in the power play, chasing 220. And the last overcame and they were a chance of victory. Yeah. That's how, that's how deep their batting is. That's how stacked they are, but they're just not performing consistently enough and they've got to start now. Otherwise, that's right. That's right. you're going to fall too far behind and you're going to have too much to do. That's right. So while the IPL is still going ahead, looking forward to Punjab Kings and Kolkata Knight Riders, that's a crucial game. Um, I'm looking forward to see how the table shapes up over the next week. Um, in this podcast, uh, listeners, there'll be no guest interview, but there is a very special feature coming out later this week. Uh, we caught up with Daniel Bestwick from Emerging Cricket and we had a wonderful chat about the state of associate cricket, emerging cricket around the world. We had a chat about how cricket can be in the Olympics and how what sort of impact that can have on the sport and so much more. So keep an eye for that later in the week. It was it was an awesome chat with him yesterday, wasn't it, Nash? Yeah, it was, it was. And it was one of the best interviews and best cricket discussions that I've ever had in a long, long time. And mm. I'll... I'll, I'll I meant to ask you after that, what, what do you make of the whole emerging cricket scenario at this, you know, in, in this current climate? I've always been, I've always been a very firm believer that we need to do more for, for emerging cricket. We need to do more to make sure that the cricket becomes a truly global sport. A sport that has a 10 team world cup is not a, is not a global sport in my opinion. Yeah. And we need to make sure that the, the, not all the power is with the top three. I'm an Australian fan. I hate the I hate the idea of the big three, you know. I want to see the game of cricket grow for the better, because then what it means is it's a bigger, bigger revenue pie, a, a bigger revenue uh, share, and a bigger pie, a slice of the pie for everyone. If you have That's a right. very strong right. world game, so I think, I think definitely more needs to be done for emerging cricket. And and the chat with with Daniel, he's very passionate about that, and it sort of really captured that very very well. Um, so fingers crossed in the, in the next five to 10 years, there's, there's more that's done for, for associate cricket and for emerging cricket because, you know, I know we love our IPO. We love to see, you know, Australian India in test cricket, England versus India in test cricket, the Ashes and things like that. But we need to do more to make sure that cricket becomes a truly yeah. global sport. And I know you feel definitely. the same, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, as, I, as, I meant, as I spoke in, in our guest interview with Daniel yesterday as well, it's... Um, at some stage, the ICC can only do so much where the big nations have to come on board and take the on, take the responsibility of pushing the game in these um, affiliate associate nations. Mm. So I think it's high time that we see countries like India, Australia, England, even Pakistan, these countries pushing the sport in, you know, associate nations like Nepal, you know, Papua yeah. New Guinea. Even even the uh, French Polynesian countries and you know um, some of some of the nations in Europe as well. So I think South America um, and all that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same as, as opinion. You know, yeah. as you you are on the on and making it more accessible to fans. You know, we were talking yesterday. You know, really taking advantage of the world we live in now with the digital media, with YouTube, with with social media, with getting that message across and making it accessible to fans. 
fans will watch it if there's if there's you know there is yeah. 100% they will. And what that yep. does is it provides revenue opportunities, sponsorship opportunities, um, and stuff like that that helps the game grow. So yep. Yep. I'm all for my helping the game grow, 100%. Yep. And to listen more um, for, for Emerging Cricket Chat, listen to our special feature episode coming later in the week with, with Daniel Beswick from Emerging Cricket. And yep. it was a really good chat. Yep, and we had a, a chat about Nepal winning that, that tri series against Netherlands and, and Malaysia, and and performing so brilliantly in the final there. So it's great to see Nepal, as Daniel was mentioning in that in that chat, Nepal has got so much potential. So yeah, um, that was great to see. Um, I don't know about you, Nash, but over the last five days, I had no problem sleeping at night because uh, of the Sri Lanka Bangladesh Test match. Uh, I just tweeted before this recording that that track. That track, man, that's why isn't that rated as poor? It should be. It should be. And and this is where people like Michael Vaughan should come out and now Where is he? And, Where's uh, Vaughan? Yeah, exactly. Where is he? That's brother, I need I was, to know what, what's what his opinions are on this. Brother, I was surprised no cars showed up on that road and knocked one of the players out. That was look, look. Um I mean at the start if of the you, test, you, there was grass there, but oh, there's yeah. nothing happened. And both bowling yeah. attacks, you know, you look at both bowling attacks, they, they don't have, they're not, they're not the top test bowling attacks in the world. You don't have a, a bowler yeah. in that's in either side that can, in those conditions. But you can, can also, you can also argue that the bat, batting lineups are not the top batting lineups in the world. Of course, world. they're not. So it's, it's, there is a balance there, but the argument should be made that if, if, if you say that, pitches like India where the ball spins from ball one are unfair mm. and should be rated poor and are, they are not, you know, proper endorsement for, for the game, then mm. this is no different. This is the mm. same. How do you expect, you know, someone like who's watching cricket for the first time and you want to, you know, hook them up to test, test cricket, how do you show them this match and say, oh, no, 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 it gets interesting. At what stage did that get interesting? No, Apart at from, no point. You know, Dimut Karuna Ratna hitting his first double hundred. That's it. You know, the one part of the game could potentially be was, was towards the end of Bangladesh's first innings, but even they dragged out their first innings. They didn't declare quickly enough and it just dragged on. Credit to the batsmen, you know, the scoring runs, but the, the conditions are nice and, and friendly there for you. So hoping for a better pitch in the second test, but that's sick. Imagine trying to get someone involved in test cricket. And trying to explain yep. that to someone who's trying to get in, um, you know, trying to be, uh, register an interest in test cricket. Not going to show them that game. Uh, that's for no. sure. Um, no. Let's have a little bit in the pitch and make it a bit interesting. Um, Pakistan and Zimbabwe. Um, that was a very interesting T20 series. Um, uh, I wanted to see Zimbabwe win it there. No disrespect to the, the Pakistan listeners and the Pakistani fans, but for Zimbabwe, something like that would have been very, very special. Fantastic performance from them in the series. What did you make of? What did yeah, you make that, of that was that was a really that was a really close one. I could not watch all of the matches, but I was obviously yeah. following it on you know Crick Info and uh, uh, you know some Pakistan would have turned up to Zimbabwe thinking that they would walk all over yep. Zimbabwe and you know I get the easy same. wins, yep. but. All credit to Zimbabwe, man. All credit to them, and they have fought hard. They have, you know, come out and show, showed, you know, they have shown the world that this is a strong outfit. This is a this is an outfit in transition in yep. development. So in in a few years' time, if they all stick together and you know keep on moving forward, I think I think they will be back to their 
past glory and, in in the yep. future. And we spoke to Dan yesterday, right, about you know these nations when they get more of an opportunity, they can they can show us what they're capable of. You know, we saw Ireland last year winning an ODI in England and being competitive there. You know, Curtis Kempfer for Ireland is a very, very good up-and-coming all-round player, but we don't see enough of him because these nations don't get enough of a chance. So we want to see, you know, credit to Pakistan for, you know, touring Zimbabwe, giving Zimbabwe more of a chance to to play at this level. And we saw some good performances from the Zimbabweans, really good fight from them. A controversial question for you, Nash. I'll provide a bit of an answer to it as well. Is Mohamed Rizwan the most important player in that Pakistan side right now? Or is it still Barbar Azam? I think, I think to some extent, they, they are similar in, in a way mm. where both Mohamed Rizwan, you know, gives them that start that they need at the top. And then mm. Barbar Azam at number three takes it, takes it away. And they both uh, play together really well. So I think mm. I would not say one is better than the other, obviously, because both are really class classy batsmen, elegant batsmen. And you got splinters on your backside you know, they... sitting on the fence, mate. <laughs> uh, I, I'll always sit on the fence in regards sitting to on that the fence. because I think take the splinters out uh, of your backside. <laughs> as I as I as I said, I just wa- I just love watching good cricket. So um it's it's easy you know, not it's actually easy sitting on the fence with this one because it's it's both both the batsmen know what they're doing at the at the top order. So I think the the T Twenty International World Cup is really it's mm. going to be really really interesting with all these batsmen in form and you know all these batsmen clicking at the same time. All the great batsmen right now, the great white ball batsmen clicking together. I think it will be really wonderful to watch them watch every one of them in Australia. Muhammad Rizwan scored nearly double the runs. Uh, to the next highest run score in the series. So it was Babar Azam second and 95 runs and Rizwan 186 runs. I think Pakistan don't win the series if it was not for Rizwan, in my opinion. He's having a big year and he's a very, very crucial player in that Pakistan side. Um, Like you, look, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit as well. I I still think Babar Azam, very, very classy, very important to that side. Um, Pakistan with Babar Azam firing. I think a reason why Pakistan struggled a little bit in this series, Babar Azam wasn't, wasn't in his best form. If he hits yeah. his top form, they're going to be very hard side to beat. So I think Babar Azam fit and firing Pakistan a lot more dangerous side. And it's good to see Hassan Ali as well. He's been in very good touch yeah. lately. He looked yeah. at the PSL, the series in South Africa. And now here in Zimbabwe, he's been very good taking wickets again. So... Some positives for Pakistan to build on, of course, a lot of improvements in them, given that, you know, that was a struggle for them a bit in that series, a series that they were expected to win well. They won it in the end, but it wasn't particularly convincing. But, but that's that's Pakistan cricket for you, isn't it? I mean, it they is. have always been unpredictable at the at their best. So, yes. I mean, losing the second T20 while chasing 118, I mean, it's not yeah. ideal. And you don't want that in a T20 International World Cup year. But no, you don't want it, that. It, it happened and you, they, they have to take it on their chin and just, you know, carry on. They're playing a lot of T20 cricket, Pakistan. So it's, they get an advantage over us, a lot of the other teams that are not playing together as a unit in T20 International cricket. They're playing. So it's a good opportunity for them to learn from, from this and improve because... They'll want to be competitive at that T20 World Cup later in the year where that's held. You know, it's supposed to be in India, but given everything that's happened there, who knows what will happen there. But um, 
just have to wait and see on that one. Um, now, in terms of ask, um, ask quick blog, uh, we've received a question uh, from Neil Adroja. Um, my question is, did you see that late cut shot of Baba Azam during the Pakistan tour of South Africa? He just nullified the Yorker by playing the late cut. How could be possible magical risk or just the bat angle coming down at the right time? I, I think, uh, you know, I didn't ever think I'd be talking about a, a cut shot to a Yorker before, but, but I know what he's, t- I know what he means. I think a lot of players, uh, I think AB de Villiers is someone who's done a brilliant, they can turn a Yorker and, and get it away for four. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of both. It's excellent wrist work, but it's getting the bat down at the, the right angle. Yeah. Yep. At yep. the right angle and, at the right time. Yep. And pe- people have to realize that players like Barbarazam, Virat Kohli, Joe Root, Kane Williams, and Steve, these are all players who back the, their timing skill. Yes. They have it, they had immense and to the point timing that, you know, that helps them play those shots. So, and that's that's their skill that's their talent that's their you know they have that natural talent of timing yeah. so they and all they have they all they have done over the years is hard work and hone that skill more and more and that's where why that's why we see all these shots and i wouldn't think someone like chris gale could play that shot because he's not someone you know yes he has immense timing as well but he's power more is power, more power, power. Yeah. that shot's more finesse. exactly exactly yeah. and yeah exactly so i think i was really amazed when i sh- saw that shot and I'm, my jaw almost mm. dropped but i think Same. that is one of the re- one of the best shots i've ever ever i know i've seen in cricket for a long long time me too and i think that's why uh, a sort of um a, a, a finesse kind of player has always got, I think there's always room for that kind of player in a T20 side, you know, someone like a Steve Smith, Kane Williamson, they're really, you know, they can play those amazing shots and they can be a very a important value to your T20 side. So that's right. Barbara that, Azam, very skillful, very classy player when he, when he gets going. Um, now there was, um, there was a couple of questions last week that I missed uh, that we didn't answer in the podcast. So I think there's a good opportunity to answer them today. Um, so it was from it was from Sparsh Telang, and he's a big RCB fan, and he did not miss the opportunity to ask me. Um, question for Shamba: Will RCB qualify for the playoffs? He asked me that last week. I think when RCB had won their first three games at the start of the season, I said, you know, my 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 statement was, I don't think they will qualify, but I, they definitely can, if particularly if someone like Glenn Maxwell fires and, and stuff like that. Ooh, it, I, four wins and one loss, I think they should qualify from here. I think it'll be a major disappointment if they don't. That's where that's where RCB have faltered. This is the stage where RCB have faltered before. It's crucial it? now that they don't let this defeat to CSK affect them because they don't want to lose their next that's two true. or three in a row. That's, that's going to be the problem. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's, that's going so to be the true. issue. And we, we get, you know, I keep getting these flash. I love RCB as a unit and it, it yes. is my... It is my second team, but mm. I, I keep getting these flashbacks of previous seasons where they've gone, they have started so well and they have faulted, you know, in game eight, nine onwards. And then oh, no. there's no way, you know, no we turning don't want back to repeat this. itself. Yeah. Exactly. It was a bit disappointing. Like, you know, the, the, we're talking about the batting of RCB and how good it is. Yesterday was a really good opportunity to sort of flex their muscle a little bit and really test themselves. And 
it was a really disappointing batting display. It really was. Um, the bowling in those conditions was really tough as well. I, I, you know, AB de Villiers was struggling to stand up the poor guy by the end of that innings. Um, so I wonder if RCB consider maybe relieving the Davides of the keeping duties sometime soon because that's a lot for him to take. He's a crucial player for yeah. them. But but as things stand, I think given Rajasthan Royals, they look a bit iffy. Punjab Kings look up and down. Um, we look at the struggles of Kolkata Knight Riders, Sunrises, Hyderabad, early stage Mumbai Indians are really up and down as well. Mm. ICB this year. There's no better opportunity for them to finish in the top two than this year and potentially go all the way. Um, That's right. And I'm again backing RCB to make the final. And I think I did not hope that... I did not... Not not hope, but I did not think that CSK would really do that well. So... They're doing very well. Yeah. All all credit to them. And they've been, you know... uh, we all know what what kind of a leader Dhoni is. And yes, he's not clicking with the bat, but he is one of the best masterminds of cricket. Uh, they're, you know, They've best got a lot of depth. In cricket, They've so. got a lot of depth, yeah. CSK. They've got someone and, like Jadeja coming down the order. And Moin Ali yeah. has clicked. So, yeah. It's, yep. it's really for RCB, for I was sort of mentioning yesterday that there was a bit of the old RCB in a way. Yep. Conceding a lot of runs at the back end and then losing too many wickets with the bat and then not dealing with the pressure very well of a run chase kind of thing. So, very important they bounce back quickly. They don't want, they don't want to start losing uh, regularly because that's going to be an issue. Last question. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. sure if that's, if that's an old RCB or that's a regular RCB. And what we saw in the first four was a bit of... Oh, wait and see, but I was, very impressed with, I was very impressed with what I saw. They scored over 200 yeah. at Chipok. Um, yeah. so, and a, a lot of teams have struggled there. So, yeah, you know the, the anyway moving Maxwell, on yeah Hasha Patel you know, so we'll see yeah. what happens we'll see what happens yeah. um Debashish Serenge at Plum in Front says what are the reasons for the success of Glenn Maxwell this season uh, wasn't he managed properly by Punjab Kings and then he had a reply from E.R. Ramesh Powell saying one reason was A.B. de Villiers second reason nothing to lose I think I'll add on to that and saying RCB and I mentioned this last week in a way has to be using Glenn Maxwell a lot better than Punjab Kings did last season. He's got a set ball at number it, four. Yep. And it also has the, you know, credit somewhere has to go to AB De Villiers and Virat Kohli because in Definitely. their company, in their company, 100%. you just, as, as a player, you just, and I think I spoke last week as well. I said right. the same yeah. thing as, as a player, when you see, see these players, you, it just brings the best, best in you. So but what I will say is, if you got a big price, you didn't perform last season, and you're in that sort of company, you could be easily overawed by that. You can feel the yeah, pressure right. even more. So they've got a really good um, role for him. I think sort of we were saying it at the start of the tournament. We have Maxwell has to bat higher up the order, and they've done that. He's come in, he's given them impetus in the middle overs, and you know RCB fans will be hoping for more of the same going forward yeah. because he's a key player for them. Absolutely. So that rounds up our next episode, or our latest episode of the Crick Blog Podcast. Nash, absolute pleasure, man. And you know what? I, thoughts and prayers with your family back home in India. Um, I Thank hope they're you. safe. Thanks I hope so they're much. safe and well. Listeners from India, um, or listeners anywhere in the world, if you've got family in India, um, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, and if you're anywhere around the world that's affected badly by COVID at the moment, please stay safe. We're thinking of you. Um, and of course, don't, don't hesitate to reach out if you need any help or just want to talk about something. Um, as we mentioned, special feature coming out later in the week with Daniel Beswick from Emerging Cricket. That is a really good one to listen to. Plenty of 
great insights there from Dan. And it was a really good conversation. Uh, you can follow us at QuickBlogPod on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Until next week, guys, take care.